This Friday's episode of Gapping with Gib is all about Southern Charm, which just aired its season finale last week and part one of its reunion last night. This episode doesn't have any reunion discussion, but we do discuss that wild final episode and the incredible season of reality TV that preceded it. This season of Southern Charm was the show's best season in years, and so I invited Kara Berry, the host of the podcast Everyone's Business But Mine, on to Gabby with Gib today to talk about the Messias group in Charleston, our parting thoughts on the mess that they made going into the reunion, and how we think the show might evolve from here. We got into the Taylor, Olivia, Austin, and Shep mess, obviously, the annoyingly unresolved Whitney and Taylor thing, Craig's growth and his evolution, what we think about Paige DeSorbo's increasing presence on the show, what the show could maybe do with Madison to help utilize all of her reality TV talents, what we want to see from the less central characters on Southern Charm, and more. We also touched on some Southern hospitality at the end because we couldn't help ourselves. As I say in my chat with Kara, Southern hospitality is the show right now that we all say don't sleep on it and there's a reason why we're saying it do not sleep on southern hospitality anyway keep listening for my deep dive on all things southern charm with Kara berry and please make sure to rate review and subscribe to gabbing with gib wherever you listen to your podcasts i'd really appreciate it i want to gab Okay, today we're gabbing with Kara Berry, host of the incredible Everyone's Business But Mine podcast, which covers all things pop culture, Bravo included. I've been on her podcast before, most recently as part of a roundup of things we'd like to leave in 2023. I said Scandaval. So I'm thrilled to be able to welcome Kara onto Gabbing with Gib this week. Kara, how's it going? Uh, I'm just incredible. We're on the eve of, not even the eve, we're like anticipating the finale of Salt Lake, but I'm just excited all around. Yeah, be very excited. Like we were just saying, like, I can't believe it's been a week since the finale and the reunion tonight. Like, it feels like we've been living with that finale as like a cultural reference point and things for like months now, honestly. Right. It's like a baby. Like, this has just always been. It's you're part of the family now. And I'm I'm happy they're here. <laughs> and that's what speaks to how iconic it was. Truly. <laughs> so so Kara, when I when I messaged you asking you to do an episode of of Gabby with Gabe, and I was like, you know, I can we can actually talk about anything. We can do like an all-encompassing thing. You were like, Southern Charm has been particularly, quote, on your spirit. Yes. So <laughs> explain that. How has it been on your spirit? Okay. Southern Charm is one of those Bravo shows where I like. I don't tend to recap it. I'll check in every once in a while, but I am I'm sad. I'm watching and it's it's like I'm not going to watch a season and then here I am 5 episodes later like what's going on with Taylor and Austin and and Shep and all of them. JT, why is he so tiny? Like it's just been <laughs> such a surprisingly good season and I love it. I think the best or the better seasons of Southern Charm are the ones where the women are like taking their power back. Absolutely. And and this was one of those seasons. Especially because over the, like, at, at least from the beginning, it was sort of like, it was always the guys of Southern Charm. And that's who we, it mm-hmm. was like, it was like the guys and Catherine and like the women always sort of felt like they were sort of in the next tier of like the conversation when like, right. actually like it's, it makes for the best TV when that's not the case. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Especially in Charleston where things are just very different. Yeah. <laughs> They're different and the the male to female ratio is very different there than it mm-hmm. is anywhere else. So yeah, it's, it, they're very interesting dy- dynamics at play. So we're in this period where we saw the finale. We've seen this amazing season of, of Southern Charm, but we have not seen the reunion yet. And I, and I actually feel like you know, there's it's it's very worth like sort of looking back on a season before we get any sort of closure or sort of answers for things that reunions tend to give us. So you know, how how are you feeling about 
how Southern Charm this season ended. Because again, I, I think it's kind of, you know, a universal thought that it was a good season of Southern Charm. But how did it end for you? I just have to say, Olivia, I'm sorry for all of the things that I said about you before. I'm sorry for calling you flop. I'm sorry for calling you just a boring piece of toast because she really came through. And now she she really went from zero to hero with me. Like, I love her. I love her sticking to it, sticking to, to Austin and really finally somebody telling that man exactly who he is and how he's been running rampant and terrorizing the women of Bravo for years now. I, I was going to get to Olivia later, but why, let's just let's just talk about her now because I think to me she is the winner of this season, and she's had this incredible rise as a reality star, and she sort of, you know, she leaned into this sort of like dual hardship that came to her doorstep this season. It was the loss yeah. of her brother, while also dealing with the loss of her friendship with Taylor because of a betrayal um, when she hooked up with her, her ex. So there's this sort of like. A lot of negativity came into into her life and a lot of hardships for her to sort of overcome. And she sort of leaned into that. She leaned into being an open book as it was as it pertained to all of that stuff. And I just like respected so much how she dealt with with all these things. And and I don't think that the I don't think the the, the Olivia from last season necessarily would have been as open about all of these things. Yeah, I agree. I think it's incredibly strong of her to continue the season after this devastating loss of her brother and to still like have the wherewithal to see like what's happening and how she's being manipulated and how she wants to change her relationship with a lot of people i'm sure like a death in your family changes a lot of stuff for you and you prioritize a lot of things and like the fact that she was able to see the dynamic between her and Austin and Taylor was just like incredible because I would have been like on another planet, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And she, the the trip to Jamaica overall was a really great cast trip, but like the way that she came alive in several moments, particularly that night of like that dinner where her, it was just her and Taylor there early and then Taylor, there was this big moment and then she gets up from the table and Taylor's you know, FaceTiming her brother on the balcony and Olivia overhears her storms into her hotel room. But like, to me, that it was very clear to me that she was recognizing, she was obviously acting on her emotions and her instincts, but also like she was recognizing what her job was also in those moments, right? Like she, I think that her, her reality star instincts were, were, were really cultivated this season. Holy, like I haven't felt like that much excitement since, like a f- <laughs> several seasons ago when Thomas in a, you know, substance field rage tried to climb out of his bedroom with Catherine oh, right. one of their child's bedrooms and he was all sweaty and like screaming. Yeah, to see her like over here and we need to be like, don't do it, don't do it. I'm like, I'm thinking like, do it, yeah, do it. Do it. So that is do it. Go into her room and be like, fuck you. <laughs> like, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, no, it was incredible. amazing. And do you do you think that like Olivia has what it takes to sort of continue to sort of build on this momentum that she's gotten this season and continue to kind of give us what we want as as viewers. I hope so. I think she's she's got a lot of left that I would like to see. I would like to see Austin just squirm every time they have to film a scene together and him like try to navigate all like he's got a playbook. And it's so obvious. There's a blueprint of how he does it. And like, just he's just like one girl and then there's another girl. And I'm going to make this one jealous with the other one. And yeah, no, I I would like to see her 
just like really stick it to him and all the men, frankly, like give give it to Shep. Give it yeah, to Shep. Totally, totally. And I feel like the for me, like the finale itself wasn't necessarily as satisfying as the rest of the season and sort of what built up to that finale was. I was happy that some of the blame shifted from Taylor to Austin via JT. Mm-hmm. What did you yeah. make of the, di- the shifted dynamics in that finale? Oh man, um, that was that was a tough go for JT. Yeah. Who, by the way, I would just like to say, like he, his body doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's a great body. It just like I don't get it. How did that happen? <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like the the whole dynamic, I I really loved. I love that Olivia is like, I'm just done with Taylor. Like there's nothing I can do. And for Taylor to be also like, well, I've said all I can say. I've done all I can do. Like both Taylor and Austin are acting like it's Olivia's right responsibility to fix her relationship with them. Two people that did her very dirty and lied about it. It was like so wild. And to see JT try to explain this to Austin or to see Austin tell his sister, I'm expecting an apology from Olivia tonight. And Katie being like, what? Boy, <laughs> come on. Yeah, no, it's 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 kind of wild because it's like you'd think by this point and maybe by the reunion, we'll see that this has changed. But like you'd think that they will have gotten, OK, I actually am misreading this whole thing. I'm misplaying this like I need to I need to shift my strategy for this finale to sort of like have some redemption redemption opportunities. But neither Austin or Taylor really recognize that. And, and it's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath on this. Right. It's never, ever going to happen. <laughs> so let's let's talk about JT, because my main takeaway from it was like, I was glad that he was taking it to Austin. Like that, mm-hmm. it, there, was a, there was a satisfying feeling in that. But I also felt like he was doing too much and he wasn't really, he, he needed to catch a hint from Taylor that she just wants to be friends with him. And even though she hadn't outright said that until the finale, like it was very clear from how she was interacting with him that, that, that she was not interested in anything more. So Theory. I don't know. It's sort of like, I think they found a great, male reality another great male reality star in charleston and jt like he's he's flawed and he's he kind of like does things you like and does things that you don't like but uh, i was i was really caught sort of in between with him after this episode i agree and i'm wondering if you saw the tiktok from his ex-girlfriend no i didn't what was it oh okay because she basically was like he's just like Austin, just like Shep, long story short, like he's an F boy, just like the rest of them. Mm. And he like tries to get these like 20 something chicks, just like the rest of them. And like, he's just like a very strange guy. I guess there was a girl who was like flaunting that they were dating after this ex girlfriend. And it was like just like a very weird situation. So yeah, JT was kind of like early Austin, where it's like, you're not doing right either but you're able to call out other people's wrongs which is an interesting juxtaposition yeah it it it, it is and obviously you get the sense that he's been sort of floating around this group sort of off camera for a while you know and so i would love to know more about that i would love to know more about because some of them have preconceived feelings about jt that i almost feel like they're sort of suppressing you know like some, Mm -hmm. some of the guys are like oh, JT, you're such a loser, like, whatever, whatever. But, like, I want to know why they think that. You know what I mean? What what do they know that we don't know yet, you know? Yeah, I mean, I do think it's a little bit, like, 
Gatsby esque, where he comes to this big city and he wants to be the big fish immediately. And they're just like, okay, who's this guy? And like, <laughs> I guess eventually we'll hang out with him. And then he slithered his way on this camera. And the very first episode, he outs all this stuff between Austin and Taylor. Something that Austin in the episode was later blaming JT for, which is the perfect example of Charlestonian politics. You're more upset with him for telling the truth than what you actually did, which is go behind your friend's backs and hook up with a girlfriend of your best friend. It's it's so backwards. It's so it's like they're they're, we're valuing like the boy code over like just admitting that you did something right or wrong. And it's right. Yeah. But I I do think that like, you know, on this season of, of Southern Charm, we got sort of introduced to you know, three or four like more peripheral characters that had, again, sort of existed in this world with them clearly for a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But JT was really the one that to me proved to be most game, most, most, you know, adept at reality TV because he he could clearly be produced and willing, he was willing to be confrontational. So even though he's maybe not as like my, isn't my favorite new addition to the show ever, I'm glad he's around, honestly, because it's it's a new it's a new male energy or it's a new man for us to like be chopping it up with, even though he might Mm -hmm. be, you know, checking that same box as the rest of them. (laughs) Yeah. And it looks like from what I saw in the comments that he's working on Sam from a summer house, winter house. Is he? What what did he comment? That she looked beautiful. And I think she gave it back to him. Like, you're very handsome as well. So we'll. Okay, well, Sam knows how to play the game, too. So I, I uh, For sure. you know, we, we a cross show romance is, is not a bad move. What is your read on Taylor after the Southern Charm finale? Like, is it I don't know. It just felt like the whole time she handled the entire situation, just like either slightly or very wrong. You know, I feel like she mm-hmm. never fully got it right. So what's right. your read on Taylor and where does she go from here? Is there redemption for her? I mean, as a girl, like I grew up in Georgia, so I kind of understand how these girls like Taylor work, where she saw in Shep her future. And I don't even necessarily mean that in like a like advantageous sort of way. I think she just like this was it. I mean, she comes from this tradi- Christian family. They're very traditional. Like she I just think is one of those girls who thought like my life is just going to work out. Yeah. And then it didn't. You know, it doesn't sound like it should, because what she said about Shep's inability to make you know, women finish. It's like, why are you wanting to hitch your horse to that wagon? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but it's probably for like the image and like sort of the Christian values of it all. You know what I mean? Right. Like he t- he checked the boxes on paper, right? And then her everything blows up for her, and I think she's just doesn't seem like somebody who's had to take accountability before because she's always just been like sweet Taylor Ann, mm. and now she's like having her feet held to the fire and she doesn't know what to do. And I do feel like empathy for her because I feel like Shep is playing her. He'll like whisper sweet nothings in her ear and not really set hard, hard boundaries. But then there's other stuff with Olivia where I'm like, girl, I can't help you with this. Yeah, totally. It was, it was tough to watch in that finale of like her, Coming into that conversation with Shep, basically being like, I'm open to getting back together, essentially. And like probably thinking that he would be game as well. But he, right. surprisingly or not, shut it down and was like, listen, I don't think we can do this again. But we, I want to know if we can be friends. And like, oh, it's just, I do, as much as she handled it so poorly, I do feel for her. Because it's like, yeah. I got like at BravoCon, it just felt like she was kind of like a a shell of a person. And she had t- she's taken so many hits. And like... Obviously, some of it so it deserved because of her own behavior, but 
at, at a certain point, it becomes that thing of like, when does the person who is sort of getting not ganged up on, but sort of it's like everybody versus somebody at a certain point, I think the audience and maybe people on the cast sort of loop back around to Taylor and she becomes somebody that needs to be lifted up again. Right. I, I really, really wonder how that's going to work out for her next season or if she'll even come back. Yeah, I'm, I think she I will. I would be very fascinating to see her evolution yeah if that happens i know i know <laughs> it, it, it's this thing where it's like she she dated into the show right she dated yeah. into southern charm and i think now that she doesn't have shep she is kind of without like a flotation device and she's just kind of sinking which is it's tough to watch and we never really got the full answer or the full story on the whitney stuff did we with her this is something that i wrote down like whitney is like like, you know how you go in and out when it's on a hot summer's day and they're like, uh, hello, the air conditioning's on. You stay in or you stay out. You either want to be part of the storyline because that was a major thing where he had been sharing revenge porn, sound like to me, naked pictures of Taylor with everybody. And then we're just like, oh, OK, well, what's going on with that? That was a huge plot point for me. And I'm like, why are we just breezing through it? I completely agree. It was like use as this example of her it's like being even more reckless post breakup from, right. from Shep and then and it's with somebody on the show right and then we yeah. and then he doesn't really have to answer for it for some reason and none of them really you know intensely question him about it I don't understand why Whitney gets off scot-free with with all, all of what you just mentioned it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me isn't he sort of a produce is he a producer on the show maybe that's he, he's why he's the creator producer of the show and that's yeah. got to be the only reason why which is fucked up Right. I mean, incredibly. It's like, like, you can't be here if you get to do this egregiously wild stuff, but then we just like don't even get to acknowledge it. It's weird. And I guess it's sort of like he's our access point to Pat. And so maybe that's why that we, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really bizarre, but I do want that full story. So maybe Andy will get it for us on the reunion. It's sort of a good segue to the men of Southern Charm because I used to like fully group. Austin, Craig, and Shep all together. And it, it made sense. But to me, at this point, at least Craig is on this different path. Like, and I don't know, you know, we see him, you know, he's working on his house. He's in the stable relationship. He's he's working out a lot and he's kind of focusing on sewing down south. All these really positive changes in his life. Do you how much of that do you attribute to Paige and her influence on him? I would say probably 94%. (laughs) 94, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do, yeah, this is another fascinating thing about like, if you take Craig into season two of Winter House where he's doling out $100 bills to everybody and just being like a total dickhead. But in Charleston, he's like the one who's really got it together. And I, this was like the secret storyline that I really love is that Shep, can't stand it he cannot stand that craig is stable he can't stand that craig is uh making sense he's successful he's got all this stuff that uh, shep had like he was like i he's never gonna go from the guy who lied about being in law school to this like that was never gonna happen and now that it has like it's just like bubbling under the surface at all the time and i love it i love it it's almost like craig represents the road not taken for shep you know, it's mm-hmm. like Shep at a certain point in this in the run of this show, probably pretty early on, he had he was holding a lot of those marbles. You know, he w- he had a lot of probably opportunity knocking at his door. If he had cleaned up his act even just like a smidge, we could have been seeing a different Shep now. You know, he's had yeah. all these opportunities and 
he didn't capitalize on them and Craig did. And it's almost like he he represents sort of what could have been, which is really yeah. interesting. All those things that Shep made fun of Craig for worked out and he exactly. can't say anything about it. He can't. <laughs> He, he, you know, he may be into sewing, but he's a sewing mogul now. So it's sort of right. like, listen, like genuinely very successful at it. Do you find, I mean, you're, you talked about sort of the Craig that we saw in Winterhouse and sort of that kind of, it was a pretty dark period, I think, for him and the beginning stages of his relationship with Paige, we were seeing just like this really like kind of not great behavior from Craig. And, you know, it, it's, it reminds you of like the different shades that we see of some of these different people. And I'm curious what you thought of the page that we got on Southern Charm this season, because I found her to be, and, and I, I genuinely like Paige, but on Southern Charm, we're seeing this like really light, I don't know, version of her that, that to me is really compelling. Yeah. And I feel like we got an answer to my question, which is how is she with a man who's so tinfoil hat, but they have that conversation <laughs> on the way to the party about how like, how do we get to the moon if I can't even get Wi-Fi in some places in Charleston? <laughs> you know? um, so I'm like, oh, okay, I, I get right. it now. Yeah, I'm seeing why this is happening. Uh, yeah, it is interesting and kind of refreshing to see a different side of Paige because I think the Paige in Summer House, like we all call her a bed bug. She knows it. It's fine. And like she's in there gossiping in the bed with Sierra, you know, eating chips and whatever. But like, yeah, I like to see her kind of out of her element and navigating this and like navigating, trying to have new relationships with people and like just being a fish out of water. Yeah. And I think that like in other in years past, I would say like early in the relationship, I think that there was it was really easy to sort of latch on to this idea that maybe they were just sort of coming together to like broaden their brands and yeah. sort of be this like Bravo power couple. But like after watching this season of Southern Charm, I'm sort of I'm really like they're a great couple. I really love I really love them. They it makes sense to me, even though this location discussion is is like who knows how that's going to end. Like they really balance each other out. And I think in a really nice way. And I it's it's, it's, it's I'm glad to have seen that. It seems like they have like a fun, sexy, yeah. scheduled relationship. Like he's up here, she's down there, you know, once a week. And it just seems like it works out for them. Like I'm done with this discussion as to what their future is going to be yeah, because me too. they seem fine. Yeah. I just don't it's feel like the need what's, to talk what's about What's the it. rush? Yeah. Exactly. I totally agree. You know, we talked about Craig sort of being on this other path from the other two sort of main guys on Southern Charm and how he sort of represents the path not taken for Shep. And I feel like Austin sort of is on the same path as Shep, but maybe 10 years back from where Shep is. Yeah. Where's Trap Hop? Where's Trap Hop? <laughs> Where's Trap Hop? But also, I mean, he, he orders it at almost every establishment in Charleston. That's <laughs> right. all we sort of hear about it. But like, you know, the idea of Austin being sort of 10 years behind on the same path as Shep, he has an opportunity to change his ways. I just don't know if I see that. Do you see Austin ever sort of getting off that that road? I don't. I think there's something about Austin where I see that he seems to enjoy the fame yeah. more than most people on the show. And I'm not sure why I'm picking up on that, but I think like he's more reliant on the show than everybody else in order to like fill whatever emptiness is inside of him. And so I don't think he really feels the motivation to I, I don't know. I wonder if he feels like this show is forever. But the problem with that is that Shep can still get his mailbox money. But he can't, you know? Yeah, totally. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, we're not. Yeah, I don't. I would love to know what his mentality is around it. I will say he has sort of I, I, I can't even say he's calmed down from his like sort of 
intense fuckboy ways that we saw during the pandemic during those during those shows with Sierra and all mm. that stuff like that oh, was yeah. that was even darker I think than some of this stuff that we saw this Oof. season but I don't know it's uh I'm sort of at a loss for words around Austin because you want him I want him to change I do but it's uh <laughs> maybe it's a lost cause his parents don't even have an explanation for him <laughs> how are we expected to you know right Kara you are so right <laughs> I would like to point out a glaring um, lie that happened in this finale, though. We're setting it up like we're going to the cottage where, you know, Whitney's going to woo women who are old enough to be his daughter. Okay. By like quite a bit. And and he was calling people and he said, oh, I want the theme to be Valley of the Dolls. And somebody responded, oh, is that the same? Did it come out the same year as your birthday? And he said, yes, it did not. That movie is actually two years younger than he is. So <laughs> I did. I researched. Okay, fact checker over here. I love that. Good to I'm know. I'm obsessed with his age. I really am. How old is he? 56. He is 56. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. And he's spreading Taylor's nudes that she sent to him exactly. in a vulnerable moment. Okay. Exactly. Okay, exactly. Whitney. The, the, the talk about Austin takes me to Madison, who... Madison is this incredible reality star, right? She is yeah. so willing to say what everyone's thinking. She's not afraid of confrontation. But, you know, for probably the first time during her time on the show, like her personal life, her romance, her love life is so locked down. It is so calm and at peace and she's in a happy place. And it's it makes me really happy to see it. But it gives her not that much to work with in terms of like, utilizing her her skills as a reality star other yeah. <laughs> than sort of weighing in on other people's mess or sort of still tormenting austin here and there yeah H- how do you solve a problem with like madison i don't know <laughs> like what do question. we do it, that's a really great question because i do want her to like always stick it to austin but the problem is like at some point i mean she is married and it's like okay we can't just keep harping harping on your ex-boyfriend even though he, he really deserves it right frankly no totally yeah, I I see her as being hopefully sort of like Cameron was, where she's like in the mix, like she's kind of friends, but she's also like, what are you guys doing? Right. You know, like, yeah. what's really going on? That's a good shout because she she does do a lot of the narration in terms of at the recaps at the beginning of the episode. That's it. Yeah, that that's actually a really she could be the de facto Greek chorus narrator if she just. But I think they sort of have to amp that up even more for her to make it yeah. more obvious that she's sort of playing that role. But, you know, people say they miss Cam a lot. So I think that if they if they reshape Madison into that, that could be really great. I would love that. And we can get Miss Pat through her. We totally. Her. Oh, my God. And and they have I love their dynamic. Like, I don't need the yeah, Whitney. I don't so need fun. Whitney Pat. I need I need Pat and Madison in the scene. Passing down her her lessons of being a international bad bitch down to Madison. It's perfect. We need to replace Whitney as producers of this show next season. <laughs> but it's sort of like, you know, the, the common party line about Madison is that like she would be amazing on Housewives, but there's no Housewives franchise even close to her, really. I mean, there's, you know right. what I mean? It's like she's not ready for that necessarily, but I, I agree. She has it in her. I also wonder what you think about her relationship with Brett. It, it's no shade to her, but. I it made me think that I've not seen true romantic chemistry with like anybody on this show ever. <laughs> I really can't think of a time. <laughs> yeah, they don't show that much affection on the show, do they? No, no, they don't. no. And it's I think that part of that 
part of that to me is like, I think that the, the sort of presentation that we were getting this season from her was like, I have this great new house and I have the kid and we, I have the husband and I'm, I'm starting to family plan again. And sort of this like white picket fence image. I think that she sort of wants to, cause she, in some ways I will say I'm hesitant with Madison only because there's, there were these sort of clues of like her trying to rein herself in and like sort of clean up her image a little bit, which I didn't mm-hmm. love. It was a little, it was a little too like, old school for me yeah. in terms yeah but so th- those that i guess that's where i'm a little hesitant and i kind of forgot about that but now that you bring that up yeah. it's uh i don't know so we have this sort of next level of cast members in vanita jt leva there's also rod and rodrigo who weren't really big factors on this show this season but they're part of the cast do you think the rest of those characters who round out this cast do they work do you like having them around what, what what's your read on sort of the the rest of the crew okay so i see a lot of rodrigo over the season like looking in the background like a cheshire cat and i'm like what's what's he thinking yeah get a mic pack on him and totally let's, 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 let's get the confessional yeah yeah so i would like more of him rod i think was like you know he was kind of he served his purpose guy. for olivia's like yeah yeah, yeah. was never gonna nice happen guy. kind of guy i wish yeah. him well yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nita is the biggest problem for me and I only say that in that I really like her, but it just seems like most of the cast, especially the men, don't even really acknowledge her presence or they don't seem to want to invite her. She's not invited to a lot of places and events in this season. And it's just like when she is there, they're like, what are you here for? And, you know, as a black woman, that really bothers me to see her be alone and to not be acknowledged by people like it's very irksome for me Mm -hmm. um but i like her a lot i think she was great on her first season and i think she's like a real good good girls girl and i think she really like was great to be side by side with olivia Mm -hmm. and like talk to her and like i like her relationship with madison i'm glad that they're friends again i would like her to be on the show i would just like people to be nicer to her there are these weird little moments where it's like vanita has an interaction with one of the guys and it's sort of like they treat her as a coworker, essentially, yeah. but like, a, but one they're not really friends with, you know. And it's right. like, but she does have these really genuine connections with Leva and Madison and Olivia, and yeah, I, I feel like the the show hasn't fully figured out what to do with her, honestly. And mm-hmm. like, I I agree, she has like a lot of she's a lot of the great stuff going for her. She's compelling. I don't think we hear enough about her personal life. Like, we know that she has her boyfriend, but like, we don't we don't hear about him that much. And maybe because it's such a stable relationship, I don't know. But right. There's a lot of like sort of uh, white space for her to in terms of like her development on the show, um, which I think is exciting. What about Leva? Yeah, I agree. Leva can go. Leva can go. Is that how you feel? Yeah. Why? I don't think she wants to be there. She's barely there. And I think kind of like her show, she's like kind of pops in and out. I just don't get the vibe that she wants to be there. I don't know. And I felt like she switched up pretty quickly from her first season to her second one. Like she and Vanita were very anti-racist and very adamant about that. And I think she heard some of like Southern Charms, uh, their viewership's feedback on that. Mm -hmm. And if you guys do look at Twitter, Southern Charms uh, viewers tend to be more right wing than a lot uh-huh. more other Bravo 100%. shows. Yep. And um, I think she like self-corrected in a way that I didn't love. Got it. My read on that was more that like that was sort of what production wanted to do for that one season and like sort of address mm. all these things. And then it was sort of like, OK, we've done that. That, that sort of right. felt that was sort of the 
impression that I got from that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. She does operate in this like really weird sort of limbo on Southern Charm. And I I think on Southern Hospitality, it works because it's like she doesn't need to be in the drama, but she just sort of pops in and out as the boss. But right. So maybe now that she's now that we're into a second season of Southern Hospitality, it seems like a show that's going to be sticking around. I think it's like a, it's pretty. So. Yeah, it's like it's in the fold, in my opinion, especially like with the Joe Bradley Danielle stuff. Like it's 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 part right. of the the, the Bravo verse. So maybe oh my God, that's still happening. What Joe and Danielle are they still? Yeah. Oh my God. Them? Yeah, they're still. They were just in Charleston together like last week, and oh wow. Yeah. Okay. No, it, it's. I think it's actually kind of like on the fast track a little bit. Wow. What do you make it, of which it? Which is so interesting because her ex was wanting to run a restaurant in Charleston, and she was like, "I don't know if I want to move there." Robert, he hmm. was like flirting with that. That's very interesting. Yeah. It. I. I'm into the relationship. I just. Um. It's. I want to, I kind of want more window into it. You know what I mean? It just feels like it. Yeah. Is there anything else about, about Southern Charm? The season was a return to form in many ways. Like it's the best season they've had in a very long time, in my opinion. But I'm curious how you think we follow up such like an epic season where like there was this, there was this huge web of romantic connections. Like how do you keep that going? Well, one, I want to see more of that fight that happened between JT and Austin, because I know we didn't get to see any punches blown. And I want to see I want to see how Austin's shirt, his blouse got (laughs) unbuttoned. I want to see how that happens. (laughs) Like pushing JT off the bar stool. Like that was a lot. And also like his smugness in being like, oh, JT's jealous of me. And he got so activated and he got so like excited about that. And like you could tell it really filled his cup like, oh, I'm the guy who gets the girl and he's not. And like, oh, just being like, I told you next time to stand up on a chair when you talk to me so you can be at my height. Like, ew, you're so gross. The fact that that the fact that that was his takeaway from that entire situation was really troubling. Right. And not like holding accountability. Now, granted, clearly JT was like, you know. He was he was in his cups and he was feeling very down because Taylor was just like, right. hey, buddy, sorry, I love being friends with you and sorry. nothing more. <laughs> I know, I know. How, I mean, but but, he wasn't wrong. Yeah, he wasn't wrong. And it's almost like a part of me wishes that Taylor was into JT just so like next season, it's like there's this like relationship that nobody really supports and like yeah you know like that that would that's so that's such a you know great arc for a season so i don't know i don't know what it looks like when you know for next year yeah i really want to also like are we ever fully 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 going to get down to like austin apologizing to shep and being like i was a bad friend to you because and and Shep being like not being the cool girl about it, not being like, oh, you know, like if you guys are really in love, like that, I would, I wouldn't stand in your way, which is different from I would be a supportive of it. Right. It's just like I'm gonna be cool about. It. <laughs> so I wish Shep would be more honest, and I kind of like how he Austin's over there in a corner outside on in the the cottage, and like people are clearly trying to calm him down, and Shep just walks right past him and is like, you know what, he kind of deserved it. Mm. So. <laughs> Yeah, and you I know? hope Austin hears that. I, I hope he does. He, and you know, I think one other idea that I think I would love to see for next season of Southern Charm is, you know, I liked seeing Paige and Craig. I thought that was again fun, light moments to to see between them. I think it would be interesting to see Paige being more of a cast member on Southern Charm. Sort of, she yeah. could she could honestly be on both shows for a season or two, and it's sort of like. Sure. 
what does it look like if she has some interpersonal drama with some of the women on the show or, you know, to confront some of the men? I don't know. I think that there's she's a really great reality star to to see her sort of activate that more in Charleston, I think, would be kind of interesting. You know, I agree. And this is actually a great opportunity for her and Vanita to be friends because they work yes. basically in the same industry. They're both the fashion girlies. So they're true. both like the Instagram fashion chicks like it's surprising to me that they haven't connected or maybe they haven't we just haven't seen it totally totally um before we sign off Kara, i do i mean i know that you love southern hospitality and this is yes. it's, it's our it's our southern charm spinoff where are you standing on the show right now like what what are your uh, what's standing out to you i'm i'm loving it i think emmy in her villain era trying to kick maddie out of being like main bottle girl i don't know what their title is but <laughs> I'm, I'm loving that manager um, exactly yeah yep. <laughs> No, I I think I I think Emmy is sort of cu- is sort of rising in the ranks in terms of she's yeah. dealing with this she's dealing with this will cheating stuff she's confronting Maddie who's sort of dropping the ball at work and they're all kind of annoyed with her I, I'm I'm into I'm into the energy she's bringing I really am I agree and I want more Grace Lily I want more Grace Lily I I think that mm, I don't know if it happens off the show or when they were filming but I don't think she's with that guy anymore I don't think she's with Liam anymore as mm, far as like good. I don't really keep up with all of them on social media necessarily but um I, I get the sense that, she, that 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 they're not together anymore so I, maybe we'll see some of that I don't know but she she is the vibes wavy baby wavy baby oh my <laughs> god she makes me laugh so much oh I love it <laughs> if people listening are not watching Southern Hospitality it's, it's the new walk. there's always a show that we say don't sleep on it and right yeah. now it's southern hospitality to me for sure for sure it's like just perfect and i call maddie a laryngitis girl where she's just like always screaming and having issues with her boyfriend and like all out like like tinsley would be one vicky gunvalson also a laryngitis girl and i just like love their energy and what they bring to a show laryngitis girl that's so good that's always so good. losing their voice Catherine dennis another laryngitis girl <laughs> and it's always about a guy yeah always about a guy yeah. okay it's just like they're all in they're always like fully in love within five minutes but with like the worst guy and they're always screaming at him in the street about something you know and you you gotta have you always gotta have one you know every group yeah. has to have one um Absolutely. well Kara, this has been so much fun i love getting your opinion on all things all things bravo always but southern charm today tell everyone yeah. about everyone's business but mine and where when when you put out episodes where they can find it all the things yeah, I um, put up my podcast three times a week. On Monday, we talk pop culture. And um, right now I'm recapping Southern Hospitality. Wednesdays has been Sister Wives Wednesday for quite a bit. Okay. Um, and then Fridays, we talk just general housewives. What's going on in Potomac, Salt Lake, Miami, Beverly Hills, all of them. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by, uh, by the output. Um, Kara, thanks so much for doing this. And Thank we'll chat again me. soon. Yes. Thank you for listening to the show. Subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on any podcast platform to listen to new episodes and subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on YouTube to watch full-length versions of our interviews. We'd also love your support with a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok and keep up with all things Gabbing with Gabe at Gabbing with Gabe on Instagram and TikTok. Gabbing with Gabe is an independent podcast hosted by me, Gibson Johns. It's produced by myself and Riley Dabbs. Graphics are by Rachel Roth, and our cover art photography is by Troy Hallahan. If you want to reach out about guest bookings, sponsorship, or advertising opportunities, email us at gabbingwithgib at gmail.com. Thank you again for your support, and see you next time.